Hello and welcome into the Recruiting Blitz for this week. I am Greg Smith, Senior Recruiting Analyst here at Inside Nebraska, and I am joined once again by digital content extraordinaire and staff writer Jansen Coburn. Jansen, how are you, man? Greg, I'm doing good, man. Super Bowl's past us and spring ball's almost here. It is. We. It, it's funny because like it feels like there is no off season except for this like little pocket of time where like really nothing can happen because like the team is doing winter conditioning, um, and we don't really get a lot of information about that. And then there's an actual dead period for recruiting, um, and so the team's kind of getting their ducks in a row and kind of lining up the big board. Um, but still, there is plenty of recruiting stuff to talk about, um, and we'll dive on into what's going on here. So we'll get started here, Jansen. What do you got? Yeah, Greg, it is kind of that dead time of year. Signing day just passed us, and there's not a whole lot going on on the surface of things. But let's start with this. What is next in the recruiting cycle as of this time of year? I know right now we're rec we're recording middle of February. This will go out February 20th. So what is next on the horizon? Yeah, so I guess right now, like you mentioned, we are in the dead period. Um, and generally what kind of happens here is the, the coaching staff, for at least from a recruiting point of view, the coaching staff gets to catch their breath. Um, and then they're kind of, because it's a new staff, um, and the staff right now can kind of oversee some of the workouts now that they're a little bit into winter conditioning, they're doing that. And so they're not on the road, um, but they are watching tape. You know that about this staff. Um, they're definitely watching tape and kind of evaluating the 2024 class and beyond, plus lining up visits with which we'll get to um, in a little bit. Um, but really the big thing to know and the key date here is we have to get through these next couple of weeks in February. Um, and then March 1st is when the quiet period begins, meaning that players can then come to campuses, to college campuses. Um, coaches cannot go out on the road to those players, but those players can come to campus, which is why you'll start to see like maybe like a couple of junior days for teams. You'll also see kind of just organized visit weekends. Then when spring practice starts, especially for Nebraska, you'll re I think you're really going to see a lot of players in March come through campus for those spring practices. And the big thing and the big reason that the team will want to do this is everything is new, right? Everything is brand new for everyone. So um, the team is going to want recruits to come in and see what those practices are like, see how Matt Rule and his staff operate, see how they coach so that they can really start to build that football relationship beyond the relationship that they've built via text message or DM or on the phone or on FaceTime, all of the different ways that they can communicate with each other. Yeah, you mentioned that they're they're in the midst of winter conditioning right now, and it's been quiet to us as far as recruiting goes, but there is some um, carryover with recruiting as it relates to winter conditioning. So I would ask you next, what are the priorities for Matt Rule and his staff during winter conditioning as it relates to recruiting? How do those two things connect? Yeah, this one, to me, it's really interesting. That's a good question because especially for this year, for the very first year that, you know, Matt Rule and his staff, a lot of them have mentioned this is, hey, you know, we've got to watch these guys, um, the team in practice, like from practice film last year, we've watched the game film, obviously, but we really can't make our own determinations until we see them kind of run around. Now, this is just the first step of that, right? Because, you know, it's not actual football, so they're not seeing that, but this is the staff's first glimpse at what they they actually have on the team with their own eyes, right? And also getting reports from Corey Campbell and the rest of the strength staff. And so how that relates to recruiting is then this is the first opportunity for them to say, hey, 
looking at position X, I don't know how they're looking right there just based on what's happening in the weight room. Maybe we need to kind of move that position group up as a priority in the 24 class, or what really could happen is we need to go after a player or two at that position in the transfer portal when that next window opens up. It's just the beginning of blocks for that. And it, it makes it really interesting too for like the players on the team. If you kind of flip that around, it's their time to start to show what they can do, right? They, they You can show how coachable you are during this time and in a transition you can also show how well you take to the new training there's a lot for those guys to put on display so that they don't have what we were just talking about happen which is the coaches saying hey we need to go in the portal to get a guy or two um, at this position yeah it's it's a big it's a really big thing for the current team right now yeah it's crazy to think of them adding more guys with how many they have now <laughs> right. but they'll, they'll learn a lot more through uh spring ball now yeah. you you mentioned March first. There's the quiet period starts. They're gonna have some guys visiting on campus. One of the guys who's gonna come visit Nebraska is Dylan Riola. He said a visit to Nebraska in the spring, and I believe Georgia. Um, obviously he committed pretty early to Ohio State initially, but if you look at Nebraska, Georgia, USC, some of those top schools that he's looking to visit. If you had to guess right now, it's probably hard to say for sure. What would be your best educated guess at a timeline for his decision? Is this something where he, after his spring visits, he might have an idea early summer? Or do you think he might want to watch the teams in the fall and then make a decision? What would you guess? Yeah, I think my my pretty educated guess here is that it's it's not going to be right away in March when Dylan Rayla makes the decision, but it's also not going to be once we get to the season. And that is, it, I think it's going to be in June after a round of official visits. So what I kind of think is going to line up just from kind of talking to people around the recruitment is that Dylan will go ahead and take these unofficial visits um, in March um, and in April, maybe in April as well. And then in June, we'll then use those visits to kind of suss out who he wants to then take official visits to in June, because juniors can't take official visits in June. Um, as of a couple of years ago, they started that rule. And so then the, the time will be ticking to see um, when he ends up making a decision. And why that's still unique, though, is because a quarter, quarterbacks in general, especially highly rated quarterbacks, a, a lot of them are, are already coming off the board. Like the quarterback dominoes are already falling. Um, and then you just look all the way up top on on the list and we just had um, as we're recording this today on Monday February 13th we just had rivals new rankings come out uh, for 2024 they were updated for the first time in months and Dylan Rayla is still the number one player in the entire country also obviously the number one quarterback it is unique for that guy to still be on the board because usually that guy has been committed and it started to recruit for his school but I think as of right now we're looking at sometime of a, somewhere of a, in, a, in the summer June July um, for a commitment from Dylan he's got the luxury to take his time and do what he wants to do if he wanted to take it to the season no one that's on this list is going to tell him no um and you would be crazy to do so right and so but i don't think it'll go that long i, I do think that it'll end up being sometime this summer um and after we get past this first round of visits and then the official visits now going back to the current team that's going through winter conditioning and spring ball and competing to impress matt rule and the new staff um, there's some early enrollees on campus. There's some freshmen recruits that just joined the class. Uh, who are the, some of those early enrollees that are participating in winter workouts and spring ball? And I know it's hard once again to make a prediction without spring ball having happened, 
But of those early enrollees, do you have a good sense of who might be able to contribute early that is here? Yeah, you know, it, it, this one is, is different than it has been because even though I think that there's three, four, five, six, seven, seven, I want to say, if, if my list is correct, early enrollees, that's a little bit smaller than you might think based on just how many kids Nebraska brought in uh, for the 2023 recruiting class. Um, and th th there's a couple of guys that I think that will come to mind right away. Uh, but it, it's hard, though, because a lot of these guys play positions where it takes a little seasoning and a little bit of time to kind of get acclimated to the college game, whether or not you're talking about Cameron Linhart, uh, probably on the defensive line or Maverick Noonan at edge. Um, you know, Gunnar Gatula came in on the offensive line. Um, Sincere Safiula uh, came in at defensive back, but he's a little bit more raw. Uh, Dwight Boodle came in um, also as a defensive back, but he's also kind of rehabbing a little bit of an injury, and I'm not sure if he's even a full participant in winter conditioning. So the, the pick I will give you will be my for my early position will be the safest choice that I could have made and I've saved him for a reason is Kai Whalen, uh the junior college uh defensive lineman slash edge who I feel like totally gets forgotten about when we talk about guys in this class um and I know that when we we had this conversation on the insiders board when people were kind of picking their top three guys in a sleeper and he was a guy that got mentioned a couple of times as a sleeper just because even though he's a decently rated kid and he was productive as a pass rusher in JUCO and has a sack record in high school like he's still underrated um and so i'll be really curious on what he ends up doing and, and if he can contribute because those juco guys and if you have another guy are you those juco guys are usually a little more tailor-made or ready-made but also the more pass rushers you can get as we know the better so i'm gonna go with kai whaler now switching over to a little bit of q a we've been getting some great questions in the comments as always you guys can comment some questions that we'll answer in the future this question's interesting, and it might be a good one that uh, Jay Foreman and Steve could answer because <laughs> they they do all those film breakdowns. But someone asked about incoming linebacker Eric Fields, and they asked how his skill set compares to linebacker Levante David. So let's talk about Eric Fields real quick and what he'll bring to the table. Yeah, it's that's interesting too because they're. While the, the the end result kind of ends up being similar, I think with those two, as far as at least how they how Eric Field looks early on in film versus what we know Levante David turned into, which was a true sideline to sideline linebacker who was basically an eraser for your defense, right? If there was something that broke down, Levante David was there on that second level to clean it up, um, and he was a tackle machine, right? And that's what Eric Fields really demonstrated and showed during his high school tape is people fell in love with him when they started to see him at first. Remember how it went? Like he popped on the radar and people were like, who's this no star kid from Oklahoma that like has no offers. Um, and now all of a sudden Nebraska like loves him. And I had reported even before he visited that Nebraska was super high on him because that was what was coming out of kind of behind the scenes. Right. And then you heard Matt rule talk about him once he signed, but the reason was he popped on the film as he was just a heat seeking missile out there, just running all over the field, taking people out. So you get the same type of thing, but they are two different styles of player in that their body types are totally different Levante David was a couple inches shorter coming in um, to college um, and a, a little bit heavier so a little bit squattier body um, whereas Eric Fields has a little bit more is more tall is taller and has a little bit of that leaner track body which is reflective obviously in kind of those track times that he has and he, he did participate in track well so it's it'll be interesting to see if he could be that type of player I still wonder if Eric Fields ends up being kind of an 
inside linebacker in this defense, or if he plays kind of that like rover guy, that middle guy inside of this defense. And we kind of have to keep calling it rover because we don't know if Nebraska, this staff is going to name it something else. Um, it's been the Aztec at other places. It's always kind of cool to see what different teams name this thing. Um, but it, but position flexibility, as Matt Rule and Tony White and those guys have mentioned, is the name of the game there. Uh, but I'm excited for Eric Fields' future, and I think a lot of fans are too. And so are the coaching staff. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what position he checks at. And there's a lot of guys that are coming in where there's unknowns about what position they'll play and they'll get to oh, yeah. move them around and find that out. But Greg, those are all the questions we have for now, but you guys can ask some more and hopefully we'll load up. So when Greg gets back from vacation, we can swamp him with a bunch more. But for now, that's all I got for you, Greg. That's Enjoy fine. your yeah, vacation. <laughs> thank you very much by, by the time this goes live i'm probably sitting on a beach somewhere um i'll take it I, i'm very excited about that but like jansen said i definitely appreciate all the questions that have been coming in make sure you guys keep those questions and discussion rolling in the comments um and we'll be back next time make sure you keep it locked on inside nebraska like the video up subscribe to the youtube channel as well make sure you get these videos directly in the feed and we will see you guys later